Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And me, Youch, we're looking at Catwoman. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. That's the first note I have written, <laughs> Jeff. It's just me out in all caps. Uh, Amy Joe, how are you doing today? Oh, Jeff, <laughs> just fine. The sun is shining and we're talking about a really stupid movie. Oh, it's such a wonderfully stupid I, I, I'm not terrible at math. Like 17 years old this film is now, Yowch. which feels crazy, but also makes so much sense. Uh, what a time. What a time. This, this movie is so firmly planted in 2004. Never have I been more aware watching a film made in 2004 that 2004 was only a few years after the 90s. Yes, very true. The fashion, the, the fashion, hair, the hair, the hair, the hair, spray to keep <laughs> that hair up. Uh, yeah, I just loved like because the, the Catwoman before this was Michelle Pfeiffer in Batman Returns. And it's like, you know, Tim Burton is playing, you know, it's like, oh, this film is like very rooted in like German expressionism and like a lot of very like cabinet of Dr. Caligari. The Burton one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very cabinet Not of Dr. Caligari. Whereas in one. this, <laughs> this, it's like, what were your influences? Um, Teen Vogue. Like, Teen I, Vogue. <laughs> Bop. I don't. I don't know. Some. I. I don't know what they were thinking. Tiger Beat at meow, any meow. point of this film. Me. Yeah. Tiger Beat. Exactly. It's like I. I bought this Tiger Beat, but there's no cats in here. There's uh, no literal <laughs> tigers in it. Oh, unfortunately, new. Uh, also, listener, while we got you here, please consider subscribing to the show, especially because next month we are doing a themed month. It is going to be all. Oscars leading up to our Oscars. What, what? Yes, so each episode will feature at least one Academy Award winning performance. Would the other actors up for those roles have won those Oscars? We'll see. In many cases, definitely not. I'm going to learn a lot, listener, (laughs) and I think so are you, but you and I will have a good time. Uh, And we got some great films lined up, so make sure you subscribe. Catwoman is a superhero action fantasy. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't really do much heroic. It's really just more of like a vengeance fantasy, like action fantasy. Yeah, but even if it were like a real vengeance movie, be doing better than whatever this this thinks it is. She does save that one kid on a Ferris wheel in terms of like heroic things. And she stops this like evil makeup line. True, but it is. Well, you know. (laughs) She's a lady superhero. So how do we how, how do we work in makeup? She's a lady superhero, so maybe she's also a thief. I don't know. Girls are weird. Well, I mean, that that at least is like where the cat, the cat woman character in the comics yes. is a cat burglar. For which sure. Which I wish this film was just that. Just let yes. her be like a badass. And she's dating a cop. Thief. Oh, no. The tension. Whatever. Yeah, that's a that's something. She doesn't know that he's a cop. Like, she meets him, whatever. Like, And then... I mean, that's kind of like what happens in Batman, Batman Returns because they have their like whole Batman Catwoman right. it's dance. Been a long and time then since I've they're also they're also like dating as Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle. And then they realize like, oh, her, no, him. Whoops. But yeah, so this came out on July 23rd, 2004 and was directed by Pitoff and written by John Brancato, Michael Ferris and John Rogers with a story credit by <laughs> Theta Darling, Teresa Rebeck. The only woman in the room. And she certainly didn't have anything to do with the writing of it. No. No, no, I I would love to know 
what her exact contributions were to there is this fantastic essay that she wrote i don't know if it's an essay really it's like a prologue what's the word when you're right the forward thank you Uh, yeah there's this terrific forward that she wrote for an edition of one of her like collected works wow and she got she got Teresa rebeck to do the forward for her own uh, collected works Yes, she did. <laughs> it's a good get. There's a great, if it's not the Ford, it's a preface. I don't know, a preface? Anyway, she wrote a thing about her plays. <laughs> Jeez Louise. Anyway, so she wrote this thing, and Spike Heels, which is one of her early famous so great plays, play. um, she wrote this whole thing about how it was like basically successful, but also like ripped apart. And Oleana came out not that long afterwards. And she's like, so my play got like ripped to shreds for being uh, like about like, Oh, it's, it's a feminist play. It's about, you know, the workplace harassment. But then David, David Mamet, Mamet comes about winging his D around about a, yeah, exactly. A, a, a play that a man wrote about an alleged workplace harassment gets critically lauded. And she's like, I don't think these things are disconnected. And obviously she lived it and she's a writer. She wrote it much more eloquently than I just said it. But it's very interesting. And that just reminds me of this being like, oh, I had this idea. And they're like, yeah, but what if yeah, we did oh, it like man. this, though? Because Sharon Stone, she's getting old. You know, <laughs> she got to be mad about that. This got to be driving her crazy. So we got to, like, I don't know, make a face made out of granite or something. They are two different things that she's, like, I'm not, it's like her being jettisoned. She's like the face of this makeup company. And she's like, now, oh, you're in your 40s. So your husband who runs the company is like, we're going to get a younger face who I'm also going to now date and take Mm -hmm. to this, Mm -hmm. like, Cirque du Soleil Junior show. Um, They're just bouncing around in harnesses. like It's like those little baby bouncers that you put, that you hang up in doorways. Yes, but they're dressed like Uh, flowers or something. So good. Like two hours of that? I would be leaving too. so, So she's mad about that that she's being replaced but then it's also that this makeup line like causes people to die or like their faces like are gonna fall off if you stop using it you're like whatever your face is gonna turn into a lizard monster and if you keep using it your face will turn to marble which is good i guess (laughs) uh but i i just don't so he the husband who ostensibly runs the company has no doesn't know any of that doesn't know like what's going on with this product that they're pushing like i I don't know it's very like what her motivation was besides money please uh, Money, please, and also ageless grace, which the, the idea, the idea that in this world that a, a woman over 40 would still be the face of what, like, that's just not how that goes in reality. So it's like if she's a professional model, she's used to that, but maybe she started her own company so she could continue to be the face of it. Yeah. None of this is explored in the film. Especially yeah, if she's also, it's like not just that she's the face, but she's, she's like, like a she's the brand. If she's like known, yeah, I don't know. I don't, you don't see, she's not like getting recognized or as like paparazzi at any point, but that's kind of cool. If you're also having it be like, she's yes. a famous person who's also your villain. So she's a known quantity. That would be it's great. Kind of cool. And, and uh, I mean, yeah, then it makes sense. It's like, who cares that she's getting older? She's, she's, she's the, face the face of the of brand. The brand. Yes. She's who we she's, came to I see. Love, I do have to say, the scene where she walks into the lobby and they're just legit carting those giant posters of her face out, out the door. And the new face just like appears. Oh. Uh, and I she, she literally, so she almost falls. She does. She literally trips. It's fantastic. Mm, my face. Mm, oh, my face. Uh, so, Amy Joe, what's your experience with Catwoman? Right. Have you seen it before? We haven't even asked that question yet. Um, I have seen it before. I think once with you. 
And I that's, that's true. I think we saw this it. together. I, I don't remember if that was my first time. I honestly don't remember if that was my first time seeing it. it, it and if this time that we watched it for the pod was my second time or the third, regardless, each time is like coming to it with fresh eyes. It is. I was, I had forgotten so much. The basketball scene. <laughs> I certainly Truly didn't remember one, one of one the greatest scenes I've seen committed to of film. That. I just, I, yeah, I was, I was befuddled all over again. Yeah, listener, if you've not seen Catwoman, well, I mean, we're gonna spoil the crap out of it in the in in our synopsis. Not that it really matters, but you uh, gotta. I, I see highly it with recommend. Your eyes. This is a such a, I think, a highly watchable, terrible film. It's like humiliating and all, like to watch go like, oh no, this it's is so awful. stupid, but, but it's I think also very watchable. Totally delightful. Yeah, so I had so much. I have seen Batman forever a couple of times, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's been a long time. I have seen Eartha Kit as Catwoman, but I've not really watched. I've just like looked at photos and gone like, "Good on you, Eartha Kit, you rule." And then I have not seen whatever Anne Hathaway was Catwoman oh, for. So you have seen Michelle Pfeiffer. You've seen Batman yes. Returns. Yes. Okay. Is that what I said? I said You said forever. Batman Forever. That's, well, that's okay. Jim Carrey swinging a cane around. Oh, I have definitely seen that. Saying joy what? Which one is Nicole Kidman movie. in? Uh, that's also Batman Forever with Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Okay. That's the one I grew up watching a lot. Same. I mean, 95. That's, that's Val like, Kilmer, right? Yes. And yeah. Val we Kilmer. were children. It was appropriate. I, I was a little young for Batman. Batman Returns is like a dork. I just rewatched that for the first time since in like two decades. And that film is A, might, might be my favorite Batman film mm. after The Dark Knight. Uh, and be so dark for a, like bonkers dark for a kid's movie. Yeah, doesn't she like fall out a window and the cats come and like. Oh, Christopher Walken like shoves her out a window and then like a uh, bunch of cats are like eat, chewing on her fingers. Uh, opposed to this film where they're like breathing life into her mouth. Yeah, she's the jellical choice. She is the jellical choice. Um, but regardless, listener, I uh, highly recommend you watch the film. As of right now, it is streaming on HBO Max if you got it. Uh, but if not, it's highly worth a watch. It's so dumb, but very, very fun. Uh, apparently, a rough cut of the trailer was put online a few months before the film's release and drew such heavy criticism that it was pulled and replaced with a new trailer that did not feature any dialogue. So That seems wise. There you go. That's like some Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> level stuff. But instead of remaking the film, they were just like, let's just make sure no one can tell how bad it is until they've already spent their money. So spoilers ahead if you have not seen catwoman or haven't seen it in a while here's a brief ish synopsis artist and graphics designer patience phillips is a meek people pleaser whose main already (laughs) shaking my head like patience phillips meek people pleaser they have her outfitted like like little orphan annie's friends you know oh i found these clothes in a pile and i just put them all on at once it's all like colorful smocks it feels yes. it feels like she sh- it, she does she is dressed like a kindergarten like a substitute art teacher art teacher yes for, for an snl sketch for an snl thank you for that qualifier for an specifically an snl sketch it's supposed to look Certainly like the zenith of ridiculous everything feels so cartoony but not in a purposeful way this doesn't feel like oh we're in a wild not in a comic cartoon. book way not no a comic book way no it just feels like yeah every single thing has never been worn before the second these people put on these clothes and with good reason yeah yeah well i mean who else would wear them uh (laughs) so she's a meek people pleaser whose main support is her best friend sally she works for a cosmetics company called hedare beauty run by george hedare which is ready to ship a new skin cream called 
Buline that is able to reverse Buline, the, oh, I think so, I'm so sorry. Bu- I believe it's Buline. Buline, that makes sense. Because Buline, yes. Buline. Well, I, I mean, how, how long did it take them? They're like, okay, it's like the new beauty line. What should we call it? Beauty line, Buline. Buline. with Maybelline. Bu- the guy's Buline. French done. who We're plays done. that part, maybe he pronounced it that way. And then they're like, ah, we like it. <laughs> oh, the director's French too. Maybe that's how he got involved, you know. Could be, could be. And we, yes, we meet Sharon Stone as Laurel, George's wife and the former face of the company. We also see patients try to rescue a cat crawling around this is so stupid outside our apartment just like on the ac units like like you are about to die ma'am to that save is a this feral cat. feral cat that feral cat can take care of itself you madame are a human for now <laughs> okay, i stand corrected <laughs> uh and she gets saved by detective tom lone who doesn't get no. a partner because he's a lone cop. Because I don't think he's a real employed officer. I think he's just <laughs> wandering around being like, I'm going to do some work somewhere. I thought, I thought you were going to say you didn't think he was a real person and that he was like a figment of her imagination. I which, would a, buy it. Better movie. Better and B, movie. Yeah, he's like, he, because he's involved in every single case in the film. Is so he he's in, robbery? in robbery? Is he in homicide? Homicide. Uh, part-time Ferris wheel technician at one point. Oh my gosh. I just, I think like when, (laughs) when he showed up at, at some homicide scene, I just was like, what is your job? (laughs) Because like, typically you, you have a lane, you know, you stay in the lane. No, he is, he's, his, uh, he's approaching his career like the German Autobahn, which has just one massive lane. There's no, no, no lines to separate, you are I driving just, as fast as possible. I'm just heading towards all crime, the way across baby. The road. Extra wide crime. Road. That's my beat. Just running towards crime and patience, Phillips. Uh, when patients visit the R and D lab to deliver a redone ad design, she overhears scientist Dr. Slavicki talking to an unseen Laurel about the dangerous side effects from continually using buline. 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 Okay, now hold up. She goes in for a meeting with snooty what's-his-face, like, wishes, yes. he's, he wishes he were Miranda Priestly, is legit, like, the worst boss of all time, but is also, like, probably the worst performance in the film, and that's, like, really an achievement. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I, I will say off the jump before we even get into the actors, yes, there's bad acting in this movie, but on the whole... I feel so much for all of these actors. I don't think a lot of what is happening should really, the burden of, the blame should not rest on their shoulders. You know, everyone's kind of trying. This guy, however, it's rough. It's a rough performance, you know? Yeah. I mean, it is probably, well, I was going to say the largest performance that's also the broadest, but we do get. Alex Borstein is the friend who her entire character is uh Waka Waka Waka. Right, is is just obsessed with Halle Berry's love life. It's what did just, you you called her a walking Kathy cartoon? She is yesterday. a Kathy. That's she what you absolutely said. is a Kathy mm-hmm. cartoon. She's just yes, her she, her all of her lines just be replaced by Ack. Oh my gosh. But anyway, so like she goes in for this meeting, she's like, Oh, it's my first time leading a real campaign, which is like supposed to launch in literal days and mm-hmm. he's just now approving it and then he's like this red isn't at all what we talked about she's like oh, i'm sorry i can fix it no it should be deeper darker well i can fix like there's no discussion of, like what like none of it makes sense also the timeline of the first two days she's wearing the exact everyone is wearing the exact same clothes it feels like they had one 
script that they shot and then they edited something different and had to like yes they, well they it was supposed to start with Halle Berry saving this cat and getting rescued by this detective Tom Lone uh but they decided to reorder this which takes place in the film now like the day after she gets like chewed out at work and is like you've got one you've got by till tomorrow night to make this red darker um so she's then wakes up and she's like everyone take the morning so now, to paint in my apartment my yeah, own personal yeah. art they, they, they screw up the time so now none of that makes sense and now everyone Halle Berry Alex Bor- they're all wearing the exact same outfit for ostensibly two the first two days first two days and then he like comes by her office to be like, hey, can we go out tomorrow if that's better for you? She's like, Detective no, that's Tom okay. Lone, yeah. yeah. It's just like none of the timeline makes sense. There's none so little attention to detail on anything here. And it is just like you're you're watching it like, is my brain melting or did they just <laughs> the assemble yes. this sloppily? Maybe both. And the answer is both. Try some of column A, try all of column B. Uh, so, yes, she overhears that these dangerous side effects, the guards discover her. And when she tries to escape using a conduit pipe, they have it sealed and flush her out of it, drowning her. Again, all this would have been avoided if she had not been like painting her her like m- over her breakfast and been like maybe i should work on that project maybe i shouldn't go and save a cat out the window maybe she, i should just get to work yeah, and try she, to change this red it's because she doesn't finish it until like the last minute and she's supposed to have like a some uh someone bring it someone over messenger it some over. messenger someone to messenger it over and, and it doesn't and it's like seven minutes to midnight and also no who's who's gonna be there to collect it at midnight like he's not gonna be there get it, it was in. an arbitrary deadline that he so was just arbitrary. like fine yes midnight then but exactly by midnight and he's not even there like of course not uh so she is dead (laughs) she's washed (laughs) up on shore oh right which we know from the beginning the vo at the beginning is like uh, my life didn't start until i died my life didn't start until the day i died but let's start a little earlier (laughs) yeah like my my story begins the day i died now and let me take you two days before. Yeah, and I was like, so how I think you, your story about, starts how about two you days start before where you the story die. starts. How about we just get to know this as we get, we can catch up. Uh, but yeah, she's revived by an Egyptian Mao cat named Midnight, which had appeared at her apartment earlier. Uh, keeps appearing on this one motorcycle. And it made me think that this the cat like was going to ride this motorcycle at one point. I was like, is this this cat's motorcycle? The cat is like, hey, Halle Berry, you should ride this motorcycle. <laughs> I'm keeping it warm for you, girl. Uh, and Halle Berry develops cat-like abilities. This, this is, whole scene is so cats. Uh, it's, it just looks, I really it wanted. It looks as bad as cats. I re- Yes, the film cats. I really wanted yeah jellicle songs jellicle cats to start playing um now would would patience make it to the heavy side lair how does how does Catwoman stack up against i think uh, she sort of does I jenny any dots this. and grizabella <laughs> i think patience as like meek little patience is like you know she seems to be the jellicle choice and then it's like you've you've passed the test you know come on maybe that's what it means to journey to the heavy side, to, to like be chosen is you get to become Catwoman. So Jennifer Hudson oh, gonna be our new Catwoman. Hey, okay. She, you know, that hot air balloon finally lands in a bland, bland city USA from this film, and she steps out, and now she shrugs off that big fur coat that a cat needs a fur coat for some reason. A city where and now you she's can, wearing a bunch of leather, where you can be like some like mid level employee and have an apartment the size of Kansas itself. Well, that's I mean that's every single it's so movie apartment (laughs) it's true uh so from midnight's owner ophelia powers i i I cannot i refuse (laughs) 
Ophelia Powers. Oh, I feel your powers, Halle Berry. It's me, Francis Conroy. I'm here for two scenes, and I'm barely going to be here for them. Uh, but she shows up, and Patience... Ophelia Powers. Patience Phillips, Tom Lone, the names are perfect. The names are Powers. perfection. Also, I of my in my notes, I had uh, put down that Ophelia Powers a lives in the house from up because all these like big towers around her somehow, and then in this teeny tiny cottage, Here I am this in cottage, cottage. in this city, uh, and also she lives on Elm Street. And I'm like, are we, can we get a little crossover? Catwoman fighting Freddy Krueger. No, Catwoman too. Nightmare on Francis Elm Street. Conroy is the Nightmare on Elm Street. That'd be like, a great twist if Francis Conroy was actually Freddy Krueger. Yeah, well, that house is a nightmare. Like, there's 47 cats conservatively that live there. You know. Uh, yeah. So disguised as a mysterious vigilante named Catwoman to hide her identity, Patience searches for answers as to who killed her and why. Wait, wait, wait. Ah, uh, cat chick. No, no, no. We should call no, her cat, cat broad. broad. Right. I mean, like, this is what you jump to. But yeah, so she also begins to date Tom Lone, and we get this incredible basketball scene. He's oh he's God. like talking to all these kids at the school about being a cop. And They're blah. like in sixth grade, fifth right. or sixth grade, I would say. And then naturally it's like, let's play basketball. And all the kids are like, no, we want to see you yeah, and Halle Berry a kid play goes basketball. One on one? What, me and her? This kid's clothes are so baggy. I loved it. I loved how it, that that was like the nine. This like oh, we are still stuck in the nineties of like how mm-hmm. big this little kid's pants were, his shirt, and his big droopy hat. Uh, I loved it, and he looked like and like he should be like I don't know Shia LaBeouf standing on even Stevens, this teeny <laughs> tiny kid. Uh, but yes, we get this incredible basketball scene where Halle Berry's like running up walls and like just slam dunking. It is astonishing. And <laughs> what you said when we were watching it that made me laugh so hard. You were like, yeah, kids don't want to play basketball. They want to watch adults play <laughs> basketball instead. It's like, yeah, that's what's happening. And like, she, and she runs up the wall and she's like, oh, I haven't done that since I was a kid. Like, were you a Harlem Globetrotter as a kid? Were you also a cat before <laughs> you died? Maybe maybe that's like the uh, the actual like Catwoman powers translate to the Harlem Globetrotters. It actually primarily translates as sick basketball skills. Sure. <laughs> Ophelia Powers, like there's actually a long line of Harlem Globetrotter women <laughs> and now you're one of them. We've existed all throughout time. We were sometimes on Gilligan's Island briefly for a TV oh movie. But, uh... <laughs> but yeah, it's so, this whole scene is so inappropriately sexual. In a middle school, the soundtrack doesn't help. The sound—I forget what, what whatever the song is—is is very just. No, like it totally doesn't. But it's also being shot like whatever that song they're is. They're literally rubbing up against one another. There's like a moment where they're like, "Ooh, our butts are touching," <laughs> and then they're like, "What?" They're, they're like, "Hey, shooting that's how her. I flirt." Ooh, our butts are touching. Ooh, I hate, sweetie. <laughs> but it's just like they're all over each other, and it's it's like I get that her like feline sensual side is coming out but maybe not in a middle school um like pavement playground is playground the word i'm looking for like what about on a basketball court basketball court basketball court with all these kids surrounding watching because what how could you tear your eyes away from two grown adults 
sexily playing basketball when you are a he kid. He, like, at one point, in, in Benjamin Bratt, in order to be like, ooh, okay, wow, you're really smoking me, lifts his shirt up part of the way. There are children there, <laughs> sir. Don't expose your abdominals. Benjamin Bratt, you are too hot to handle. It's true. <laughs> For a child? <laughs> Inappropriate. And uh, then she's like, ooh, I spiked it. And that's a thing you do in basketball. Yes, no, you that's spike volleyball. It. You sp- no, 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 it's basketball as well. You definitely spike the ball in basketball. Okay. Trust. Dunk it. <laughs> <laughs> I got there. I got there. Okay, don't try to mislead me, Ronan. <laughs> so she dunks it with yeah. like this flying, like, you know, and then she lands on, on top of Benjamin yeah. Bratt. And then they just sit there. Or lay there if you're Benjamin Bratt while the kids are like, yo, can we get our ball back? And she's like, hi, yeah, sure, meow, you know? <laughs> meow. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, it's incredible. It really is. If you don't watch the whole film, listener, at least YouTube Catwoman basketball scene because it is. We rewound it. It's one of the funniest things again I've, before I've seen going in, a, in, a, in quite some time. Uh, maybe second only to, right, I forgot what's next is we have Tom slowly begins suspecting that she's Catwoman. So I don't know how she's she, literally <laughs> eating tuna out of cans like her, a maniac. And, and her Catwoman mask only covers like one tenth of her face. Uh, but I think we've also all learned from wearing masks around for the past year. Like I can still tell who you are if half your face is covered. Oh, you know? I, I can't. I I, re- I cannot at all. If, well, it's not with like these masks at least. But with the Catwoman mask, I probably could. I probably could. Uh, but she... Because she wrote like sorry on a coffee cup to him, and as cat as patience, and as Catwoman wrote sorry on this bag of jewels that she oh, like returned. Oh, I forgot already. Because she, about... I guess, pulled like a Doctor Jekyll and Mrs Hyde and like stole the didn't realize. Well, she, she stole showed the up to be like time to accessorize. I'm gonna get that necklace I really liked, and then there someone is mid heist. There's three gentlemen his... already mid heist who blast seven shotgun rounds a piece at her. Everyone in this movie is so ready to just murder someone when there are other solutions. These guys who are robbing this store know full well that the fact they've brought firearms would add a lot to their sentence, but then actually like killing another person, if they're caught, that's like another 25 years easy. <laughs> you know, it's just like, they're not going to do that if they can avoid it, but they're like, Oh, all right. It's this comic woman, book rules. Pew, pew, pew. Another goon will you take your place or you, you'll get sprung and you'll be back on the street. I don't know. But <laughs> she, sprung she, she, back on the street. he, has two separate handwriting samples that both say sorry so he takes them to this hand this i, I had to write this, this down because this blew my mind this handwriting analysis listener uh if you know anyone that does like handwriting analysis please write in and tell me how accurate the scene is because well, okay before we get into exactly what he said there is handwriting analysis insofar as like can we match these and right. see like do we think this same person wrote they, these? they look and, identical and th- they do they look <laughs> identical this is like fully the There's end no of difference. the jinx if anyone has seen the jinx this is like misspelled beverly with the same capital letters but then it's also then there is like handwriting analysis from a perspective of like what does it tell me about you? And to me, right, these are yeah. different. This is things. true. This is very true. This but is like this a very like new, this is very new age handwriting analysis. This is like very like a new age. He, like he should be wearing like a robe and just being like to get in touch with your this feelings. This is stuff like, that I read in books as a teenager, like with my mood ring on, being like, <laughs> oh, what does this tell me? What does the way I write this tell me about how I am as a person? You know, this so is you like, could like change your handwriting to be like, I'm gonna have my handwriting be like a real like. 
Well, yeah, the way that, yes, the way that you'll do like a power pose to be like, hey, maybe I do believe I'm strong and powerful. I'm like, I need to stop apologizing with the way I write. You know, it's like everything is designed to make you feel badly about yourself, right? Because we're being marketed to at all times. Of course. And so like that is so much, it's just another layer of the teen girl experience to be like, oh, well, I know teen girls, they like to write in journals and look at the way they're. Their handwriting loops. It's just a big whiteboard where it's like, okay, here's what we got. We got makeup line. We got handwriting loops. Uh, uh, cupcakes. Uh, cupcakes. We have cupcakes at one point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what else do girls like? This movie uh, opens in two months. Pajamas. <laughs> do girls like basketball? We don't add the basketball for the but boys. The boys, the boys, the boys who come for the superhero thing. <laughs> uh, so I had to write everything down in this handwriting anal- analysis uh, said, uh, the the broad spacing of the letters indicative of loneliness <laughs> and the o reaching out insecure the handwriting of a people pleaser and then he goes to the second uh sorry now the identical sorry the identical now we look at the loop of the y very self-confident almost angry and the o well this person doesn't like to play by all the rules. If you put these two women in the same room, you're going to have one hell of a party, which sounds like the saddest party I've ever heard of. A party with two people, one who is angry and does not like to play by the rules and someone who is just trying to please them. That sounds like a That's, nightmare. That is like no exit. That is the play no exit, <laughs> you know? No, thank you. Huh. It'd be better if it was like, I'm trying to announce, see if these two handwriting samples are the same. And like the one on the coffee says, sorry. And the other is just a big cat paw print. With like the middle finger, middle claw. Little, like little, middle, little middle, middle paw, little paw, up, little claw up. Yeah, uh-huh, exactly. Uh-huh. Exactly. Uh, so eventually Patience's search, which includes finding Dr. Slavicki's body and being accused of his murder, leads her to Laurel. Don't know why she's trusting Laurel when Sharon Stone is just giving you villain acting she's like, from the jump. I'm Sharon Stone. Remember <laughs> when you played a character named Sharon Stone because I didn't want to do the Flintstones? Right, when she was, the, which was too lore Sharon Stone into playing it. They're like, Don't, right. you gotta play it. It's named after you. What, are you gonna let some nobody play Sharon Stone? And she was like, I am. And that nobody will go on was to win an Hallie. Oscar. Barry. And then do Catwoman. Do you think they ever talked about that on the set of Catwoman? Of how do you think Halle Berry was like trying to like make small talk and was like, hey, you know, I, I, I don't know if you saw it, but you know, you know, I played a character named Sharon. Stone I feel like it was far enough in the past that it would be actually kind of like a fun small talk kind of like. Can you believe they like named that character to get you to play it? Well, thanks for not doing it because I got to. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I feel like. Depending on their relation, which obviously I'm not privy to. I don't know. Not, nothing, nothing in my research mentioned how Sharon Stone got along with the rest of the cast, let alone Halle Berry. Uh, but I do have some notes from her during production okay. for later. Uh, so let's finish the synopsis. So, uh, however, when patients confront, yeah, so uh, patients asks Laurel to keep an eye on George, to which Laurel agrees. Uh, but when Patience confronts George at this Cirque du Soleil opera junior bop, it's baby so bop, weird. as Catwoman, uh, George reveals he knows nothing about the side effects. And the police, led by Detective Lone, arrive and Catwoman escapes. Later on, Laurel murders George and admits to having Dr. Slavicki killed as well because he wanted to cancel the product's release. She frames Catwoman for the murders. Tom then takes Catwoman into custody, but not before Laurel reveals the product side effects, which is turn you into a monst- marble monster. Well, because doesn't her husband try to slap her he slap, and it hurts he, his it's, hand? It's such a funny reaction. He slaps her oh. and be like, ow! And he's like, she's like, brilliant. That's like, that's right. 
Because uh, my face is marble. She also crushes a glass in her hand and shatters oh, it. Oh, that's pretty, right. Pretty badass, I gotta say. That's that a nice great. little moment. Uh, but yeah, she also plans to release Buleen to the public the following day. So Patience slips out of her cell, just, just like a little kitty cat. It's just like... No bones! No bones. And confronts Laurel in her office and rescues Tom, who came to question Laurel after having second thoughts about Patience's Has guilt. Has he never watched an episode of Murder, she wrote? Like, you know yeah, that she's going to try alone. to kill her. I know, well, because he like, doesn't I, have a partner. This is why you yeah. have a partner. This is why you can't be Tom alone. Got to be Tom together. <laughs> okay. Okay. No? <laughs> I'm still, I'm workshopping it. I'm workshopping okay, it. Okay, let's uh, take it for another yeah, spin. Yeah, but he, I, I thought like, did he have to, I, oh, he's going to have like at least a recorder on his person where he's like, you just made the biggest mistake. You admitted it to me. And I'm wearing a wire, which is not. a very normal thing for no someone one to do. There to burst into the room to help. I really got to wonder about this guy and what his job actually is. He should at least pull a Veronica Mars and have a big, beautiful dog named Backup to be on hand. To at like least burst a in. dog, but no, he's got Catwoman. No. That's true. Although that'd be, I think that, I mean, you do have them walking together and she sees a dog and, and literally you're making Academy Award winner Halle Berry go. <laughs> you're making Academy Award winner Halle Berry eat tuna. Okay, out what's, of the, what's the worst for you? If you, if as an actor, Amy Jo, if you, would you rather have to shove however many pieces of sushi that she shoved into her face at that dinner? Would you rather have to shoot back that glass of cream in the bar? Or would you rather have to be cream, eating from this can of tuna fish? I will say none of it, uh, none of that bothers me in the actual like, oh, you have to eat a lot of sushi or a lot of tuna or like chug this cream. Although how many takes that does change some things, but it is the how the cream <laughs> is the least bothersome because at least she like it's stupid, but she looks cool. The tuna, she's lying on the bed, dabbing at it with like a few fingers and like, and then the sushi, she's out having a nice meal with a person she's ostensibly attracted to. She's like, let me eat it, let me eat it, I gotta eat yeah, that sushi. She's she going full blown golem on Yes, the and then he's like, oh, she's just like taking a full sushi? fish and smashing it against a rock like golem. My fishies. But yeah, she's eating it like, I'm just a little creature, animal. And it is disgusting. Oh, it is. It, it, I felt ill. The I tuna was, fish was the, made me the, the most The tuna Ill. was the moment where I went, this is humiliating. Although the cream did give me some terrible flashbacks to a film that I did where I had to like chug a glass of milk on camera. Well, and I do this multiple times. And this was the place we were at had no refrigerator so i which oh, i didn't realize no. so they just had this they just bought this thing of milk that was just like sitting there and thankfully it was winter so i was like 20 minutes beforehand i was like okay well we're gonna open the window and put this on the windowsill to make me not completely ill but that was a rough night shoot did they not oh wow oh, of course not why would they why would they you're an actor drink this warm milk you and, and you'd say thank you <laughs> We're feeding you. Uh, this is part of your. Yeah, this, payment. Is also, this is also your per diem. This is your food. This is your food. This is your food and drink for the day. Is a, a, a carton of milk, a warm, lukewarm room temperature milk. Oh, gross. So anyway, uh, Patience and Laurel are fighting. Patience, she Catwoman scratches Laurel's face multiple times, which I guess was like diamond beats marble for. I guess why this that's a real rock paper her. scissors uh, <laughs> conundrum, right? And she falls out the window, grabs onto a pipe. Laurel, and Laurel we should specify. Laurel, Laurel falls, falls yes. out and the she, window. Laurel, she sees her face in a window's reflection, and oh no, she's not beautiful Sharon Stone anymore. Now she's got some cuts on her face. So I choose death. Man. 
<laughs> I will fall to the pavement. Though Patience is cleared of any charges made against her regarding the deaths of Dr. Slavicki and the Hedares, she decides to end things with Tom by choosing to continue living outside the law and enjoying her newfound freedom as the mysterious Catwoman. The casting director of Catwoman <laughs> was John Papsidera, a two-time Emmy winner for casting the TV movies Live from Baghdad and Lackawanna Blues. Papsidera has also cast Inception, Zombieland, and previous episodes Enchanted and Batman Begins. Hmm. So let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Now, some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all subjective. And as always, I have looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy Jo is hearing it along with you, listener, for the very first time. So let's kick it off with Patience Phillips. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Halle Berry, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Like I said... Most of my notes are for the screenwriters, the director, and the editor. There are things that all the actors could have done, maybe, but ultimately, like, they got through it, and I think that's heroic. Um, so Halle Berry, I, it, I get it. I get why they would think, oh my gosh, we're going to make Catwoman with Halle Berry, and I think if it had been a different script, it could have been awesome. I think she is, like, a good choice for the role. But when you make her a literal cat and they're like why don't you eat tuna on your bed and then put on a like leather costume that was gifted to you in case of dating emergency of from dating your horny emergency. friends like it's embarrassing so my uh, what i will say yes I, I gifted you uh in case of dating emergency and she opens it and it's a it's a sexy basketball jersey and this is what she uses <laughs> when she becomes harlem globetrotter woman oh my gosh i will say one of the things i do really like about this movie is that our two romantic leads are both non-white and it's interracial yeah. like i think that that's great very true and and it's like not spoken about it just is i i really dig that um my i don't know i i don't have a lot of other thoughts of other people i, I also feel like i should say up top anyone who i mentioned for any of these parts I don't wish this on them. <laughs> I feel like I should just say that. It feels like if Halle Berry post Oscar doesn't have the pull to like course correct the film. Cause it's one thing, you know, an actor yeah. like starting out it, or like whatever, whatever yeah. is, is going to have less and, 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 and an act and a, f a female actor, you know, a post yeah, of color, is, yeah. uh, and, and an act and an yeah. actress of color, of course, are going to have less pull in the room and less ability to be able to, Make make decisions. make the demands for good. Yes. Sometimes when actors make demands, it's like they're being a diva. Sometimes it's like this is not good, and we can make this better, and not yeah, a PlayStation Two cuts video game cutscene. Oh my gosh, you're, you're watching like occasionally walking into the room and seeing you like playing one of those PS3 Spider Man games. They PS4 look four Spider Man games. Oh okay. Although oh. the PS3 a PS3 Spider Man game would still look better. They than look this, so much this better than all well. this swinging around. <laughs> Anyway, so that's all to say, I'm like, I don't know. Like, the other logical choice for, like, if you wanted, like, a black cat woman around this time, for me, is Vanessa Williams, mm. who mm -hmm. I think would also be great. Super sexy, very, very good at acting, fun, a lot of charisma. I feel like she would sell all of this very well. Again, I do not wish it on her. I'm sorry, <laughs> Vanessa. Now, a more contemporary choice, and this is given the script that we have. <laughs> I was like, who is someone who I am used to seeing 
in horribly scripted situations and just like accepting them with grace Mm -hmm. and being like, you know what? I don't know if it works, but I'm going to try is Vanessa Hudgens. Oh my God. And I was like, yeah, with this script, I feel like Vanessa Hudgens would do it. A cat cat woman for Christmas. Is this, is this going to be a, a Christmas kit. A Christmas kitten? A Christmas kitten. Yes. She switches place with her twin sister Catwoman. <laughs> She's I mean, we I, this basically like the duality of Patience Phillips and Catwoman basically is like uh, the Christmas what it, is the princess is like switch two or separate roles. Yes, the princess switch and the princess switched switch again. too switched again. She's the accents, the accents. Anyway, I feel like she would be game and be like, I understand what movie I'm in. I'm not going to try to make it like into something it's not, but I'm going to have a good time and bring my charm to it, which I feel like almost might release some of the tension. You know, this, this does feel, it might as well be a TV movie. It feels like everything. It would have been better if it were a TV movie. Except for the level of prestige of how the actors they got of specifically Halle Berry, Sharon Stone and Benjamin Bratt. Benjamin Bratt has been living on TV for a lot of his career. And I, I think Benjamin, uh, Benjamin Bratt is great, underrated as an actor. But uh, other than the fact that you got those three actors, this should be a TV movie. This should be like a failed pilot. Yes. This should be a one-hour yes. pilot that we see on TV is the quality of everything else going on in this movie. But I think that's great. I love that. Yeah, my thing is, and I'll preface this with, I think Halle Berry's a great actor. I think she's... Which is bananas for someone to have an Oscar for lead actress, but I think she's a very underrated actress. I think she's been getting like yeah. between just getting it. I don't know if she's just got a lot of bad scripts or whatnot. And she can be not great in films. I, I mean, it's it's hard in a movie like this, a movie like Die Another Day. That last I think it's Pierce also Brosnan that she Bond is film. she's so unbelievably beautiful. That it's true. It makes it, that first half hour very difficult, and that's is like yeah. It, for me, it's like it's impossible to be buying Halle Berry as this look I I think if it were better written she were better wardrobed and like maybe she weren't Halle Berry (laughs) like there there are people I know people who are like stunningly beautiful who just are like well that's I'm just not interested in that and so it's just not right but yeah you I I need someone that can do kind of like this like comedy klutz of the beginning and be selling that and then be able to sell like I'm Catwoman and but for me it's like the first half hour I just don't buy on Halle Berry and the rest everything is Catwoman it feels it's just a series of poses yeah. and i don't think that's on her but she is like walking like a video game uh model it feels like yeah. her walking is like the exact same every time and i'm sure it feels like she was directed to be like this is the sexiest way for a woman to walk you must walk exactly like this every time this Ali. is how cats how cats they walk so it is uh what you have to do too if you want to be cat woman <laughs> i mean if this was just an actual like selena kyle as your main character just let her be a cat thief let her start don't have this like jekyll and hyde nonsense of her being like i'm i'm it, so nice it feels like this film just starts with spider-man 3 of where you she starts the film as like a nerdy awkward toby mcguire and then as hers Catwoman is like now i'm beat bopping and scatting and dancing down the street and i'm a cool jazz cat see i've not seen spider-man 3 so i have legit oh, no idea what you're talking about but your listeners you. will so <laughs> Um, but yeah, I mean, cause you know, in a reg, in an actual Catwoman movie, Halle Berry would be great. Anne Hathaway was great in that Dark Knight Rises. Michelle Pfeiffer, incredible. I was just thinking incredible. of Anne Hathaway as someone who we've seen do the Ugly Duckling makeover yeah. in multiple films. Absolutely. You know, there to are... varying degrees of success, yeah. but like she sells the klutz thing. Yeah, and I do think part of that is like better directors and better scripts. One hundred percent. Um, 
so I feel like this movie should I feel like the movie's already a comedy. It should just go more, just lean into that. Mm-hmm. If this movie was fully openly a comedy, so you have, I, it feels like it wants to be. All of this, like, I'm a, I'm an actual cat now. I'm hissing at dogs. I'm like scared and I'm jumping up on top of like my counter. Uh, so I'm like, and and not to say she only does comedy, but it's like, first off, give me Rosario Dawson because she's someone mm-hmm. that I can see that she can do the comedy. She can be she can do like I'm stunningly gorgeous, statuesque, yada, yada, but can yeah. do like I'm an actual like funny comedic performer. I can be playing and I buy her as like, oh, I'm like awkward artist. Like, I don't I don't date. I'm not doing this, yeah. even though she's stunning Rosario Dawson um, or like if this mate was a full blown comedy, I could see like an Anna Ferris. I think it'd be interesting. Or made mm-hmm. today. Give me Tiffany Haddish, Catwoman. Give Tiffany Haddish as awkward. That would be very fun. Like ridiculous Tiffany Haddish. Suddenly like, oh damn, I'm Catwoman. And is now like an actual cat is what I want. Well, especially or, like we're looking at like how how hard Marvel has swung toward the like tongue in cheek comedy kind yeah. of way. Like we're used to superhero movies having a sense of humor in that way and being uh, self-referential and irreverent. So I feel like you could get away with it. Which I think, I mean, if you're going to do this, I mean, really, I don't want this. I want her to not, she doesn't have actual superpowers in the comics. As far as I know, she's just a great cat cat burglar. Yeah, exactly. She's just a super skilled thief. And I love that when you have all these superpowered people and you're like, I don't need superpowers because I am good enough. I'm Catherine Zeta-Jones in Entrapment. I just am skinny Ooh. can move through lasers that's good casting thank you i that's think good casting. it is if we didn't get Halle Berry, Catherine zeta jones also someone that it's hard for me to buy her is just like i'm just a klutz and i'm just wearing a smock um but it made me today, glamorous Catherine zeta jones made, made today if you're trying to do like a straight version get me anna de armis get me mm-hmm. thinking of her yeah. knives out like yes that is someone that can do like i'm mousy and i'm being yelled at and i'm just trying to be like a tiny person but and then i'm in a bond movie exactly baby. Yeah. In these trailers for this Bond film that I hope one day will be released. Um, <laughs> one day, someday, we will shall be released. see. Uh, no time to <laughs> be released. No time to uh, release. But yeah, so I have a feeling that she would rule. Um, so apparently, production stalled on this film in mid two thousand three, and rumors circulated that Warner Brothers would scrap the project entirely and instead incorporate the character of Catwoman into the upcoming Batman Begins, but with Halle Berry still in the role. That would have been better. Because you have, you know, clearly it ain't going to be this Catwoman in this film, but if you shoehorn her into that, like under a Christopher Nolan, where you got Christian Bale and Michael Caine and all that, I think that'd be really cool. Much better. And then she could have a spinoff and it would be, good maybe. Right. maybe or at least like in the vein of what the character is supposed to be and and look i'm i don't know a lot about comic books and superheroes and all of that so i have not a strong attachment to her being selena kyle versus sure. patience phillips what i do have an attachment to is good storytelling right and it seems to me if you have something that already works why make something that is clearly inferior it's an excellent question i mean it'd be like you know, regardless of your knowledge of comic books, if the new, there's a new Superman movie coming out, mm-hmm. and instead of Clark Kent, his name is 
you know, uh, Joe Brick or, you know, okay, Bruce Wayne gets pushed out of a window and gets brought back to life by a, a bunch of bats. So now he thinks he's, now he's acting like he's half bat. Yes, that's what they did, basically. That's yes. what they did. Yes. If that was the movie, if, if, ba- if the new Batman movie, well, there's a new Batman movie coming out starring jo- uh, the main character is Joe Brick. He gets pushed out of a window. He gets brought back to life by bats. He sleeps, oh, sleeps hung upside ears, down in a closet. My sonar energy. He's got sonar energy. So he's, and he's just like, you know, nibbling a bunch of fruit. He's like, I'm a little fruit bat. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I love, I love berries. And, berries. and when he fights bad guys, he just goes and bites him on the neck. Yes. That is <laughs> this, this would exactly be... <laughs> what they did. But How... they wouldn't do Batman dirty like they that because it's too beloved it. by nerd boys. Exactly. But the nerd boy, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, I mean, no one liked this movie. It wasn't like the nerd boys were like, well, I mean, actually, I'm sure there was a small sub that set that was like, it doesn't matter because Halle Berry's hot. It doesn't matter what else is in the movie. We just want to see boobs. And you know what? They got what they wanted. They got these ridiculous leather pants that uh that are like scratched up. I the number <laughs> of times I found myself singing the part of Out Tonight from Rent that when she when they go to the club. That's what made she, me think Rosario Dawson. Yes, she's the, the when movie they of go Rent. to the, when they go to the club and and she's like looking for whatever the 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 guy who like tried to shoot yes. her like the goon Armando Armando. She's like dancing around. I was just like, I just started singing over the scene. Do you go to the cat scratch club? That's what I, I'm doing. My Daphne Rubin Vega. I just realized <laughs> that's what I grew up with. Daphne Rubin Vega. Not a terrible choice. If you're doing this sure. kind of zany take on sure. it, Daphne sure. Rubin Vega will bring the zany. Energy. Yes. Zany. Yeah. So let's get into the actors who were considered. Oh, yes. uh, and of course, right off the bat, Michelle Pfeiffer turned down an offer to reprise her role as Catwoman. I mean, this was, they were trying to make that happen as soon as Probably Batman Returns dropped. Yeah. So it was really, they'd submitted, I forget who it was, but they submitted a script like the day that Batman Forever, it was either the day Batman Forever was announced or the day it premiered. Um, but regardless, they were like, oh, this might not be happening for this Catwoman movie now that we're like moving forward with Batman. No mention of Catwoman at all now going forward and we're just like time is passing and like these things it's you know if it's eight years or whatever after your movie it's like are people gonna want a sequel you yeah. know it's like it's a, yeah. that is a that is an actual question and you know there are films where it's like why did you wait 11 years to you know make whatever anchorman 2 did anyone still want that i don't think they did did Might they make been, an anchorman 2 they made an anchorman 2 wow <laughs> love that you didn't even know that they made didn't have a clue uh uh, but yeah she turned it down so michelle pfeiffer apparently had low opinions of the costumes comfort level from batman returns which is also famously like all it covered her entire body she was like she had to be vacuum sealed into it so she couldn't even hear because it like covered it just showed her eyes i would have for sure everything else was covered yeah she could only wear it for like half an hour at a time and then they'd have to like let her out because she would get faint but she i mean and she looks incredible in the film, but come on, there's got to be some way to be able to do that kind of thing without your actor passing out. Of course there is. But regardless, maybe if she'd seen the costume, she'd be like, well, now hold on. I, my problem with the costume was I was completely covered. Now this is I'm barely covered. Now, now this is like a nice low rise pant <laughs> and a strong like a torso of nope, a, no pockets. Know. So when Sharon Stone gives her a phone to be like, here, take this burner phone and I'll call you with information. And she just shoves it like down or into her crotch. It's just like, that's a choice. It was. It There's was nowhere else to put it. There's it's nowhere true. else to put it. The bra is the natural pocket, but it would be. But this bra is clinging to life. I, noticed but the pants that's gonna fall right out of those tick 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 pants. also i was curious are they leather 
Or are they spandex? Because if they're leather, Ooh. she's not jumping around doing all that cat stuff. If they're spandex... I'm going to assume a faux leather. I'm going to assume some kind of, uh, I don't know, pleather type situation. Pleather's even worse. You're not going to be able to move in that? Oh, well, I don't know. I'm not an expert on those kinds of things. Oh, well, I'm telling you, Jeff. I'm going to say spandex. I'm going to say it had to be a spandex, but I think it's meant to, I think we're meant to believe it's a level. I'm going to say, you know what they were made out of? Dreams? CGI. Oh, sure. So they probably were leather because she barely has to move. Oh, she barely moves. She just walked. She's only walking and posing. And then whenever the character has to do anything more than a saunter, it cuts to a hilarious CGI Mm -hmm. doll. Little little moppet. Uh, So Nicole Kidman was considered. This is 2004, so she had uh, the Stepford Wives remake, which is also... A better use of her, though. I guess that film is so bad. I didn't see it, but I can tell you already it's a better use of her. I saw it in theaters. I I guess. I guess. It's like Big Little Lies, but in the 50s. <laughs> no, but sure. I'll, let's just say yes. I'm just... No, I mean the vibe. Housewives and life looks perfect, and I must sure, present a sure, unified sure, sure. front. I know sure, it's sure, sure. about turning your wife into a robot. I know these things. Okay, okay, uh, fair enough. Um, but I could, I could see Nicole Kidman in sure. this. It, I, she's yeah. like the early two thousands version of Anne Hathaway in that way. You know? Sure. Actually, I think that makes a lot of sense. I could, like, if they'd made Moulin Rouge a decade later, that'd oh, be Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway would have been like, "Give me this part. <laughs> Give me the role." <laughs> Let me sing for you. <laughs> sure. Uh-huh. Although Nicole Kidman never had her like ugly duckling prince. I'm a wacky ugly duckling in Princess Diaries and like like the before. No. That like Anne Hathaway used to do. She was like, I was married to Tom Cruise. Wasn't that enough? Right. It wasn't that enough, people. What more do you want from me? Uh, and Ashley Judd was considered, who I think would be really oh, yeah. good if this is just the cat burglar version. Yes. I think she'd be really good as that kind sure, yeah, as totally. the selena kyle uh instead in 2004 actually judd had the lovely the oh the kevin klein vehicle kevin klein movie and twisted which was this like sexy thriller with andy garcia and samuel jackson that nobody saw not i that's for sure you uh so those are both fine people i mean all three of course i mean michelle pfeiffer i can't imagine in 2004 is going to be like no thanks perfect yeah. choice but any of them could have done it, but uh, no. And, and at the same time, none of them could do it because this movie is stacked against whichever actor yeah, you no, put Yeah, no, everyone lead. would be bad in this. Yeah. Like, I don't, I just, Vanessa Hudgens for the TV version would, would, make, you, would make you go like, <laughs> well, at least she's not ashamed. <laughs> at least she's not ashamed. But let's move on to Detective Tom Lone. Amy Jo, your thoughts on Benjamin Bratt and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? My main thought is, again, what is your job? Um, I know that's not the performance, but isn't it? What? What? Um, Benjamin Bratt, like you were saying, I think, like uh, underrated, very, very handsome, lovely presence on screen. I you think know. he's really selling this, this film. Absolutely. I, it might be my favorite performance in the film, just in the sense of like. I'm believing every moment and I'm believing that he's like showing up for it. He's like, he yes. is trying and not to say Halle, Halle Berry is trying. I'm just in, different so things are being asked of her by what she is trying to do. There's that great, uh, when screeching at dogs and pawing at yeah. Tunicam. There's that great Larry Moss quote where he's like, underacting is just as bad as overacting. It's just not as embarrassing. Mm. And I feel like that's kind of like what this yeah. is where it's like, she's really taken a swing because that's what has been asked yeah. of her. But it, there Absolutely are some moments true. where you're like, Oh, I don't know what else you could have done. 
because that is what this right. seems required. Right. But oh my gosh, you're eating tuna like a cat. I, I mean, yeah. But Benjamin Bratt? But Benjamin Bratt, I think like you're not ever like, how is this idiot not putting it together? You're like, he's putting it together. He doesn't want to. Like I buy the journey because I buy him like the cognitive dissonance. Like I see it happening. I see the like suspicion, but yet the like. I think I'm really falling for this woman on his face. You they're know, also showing him put together the clues, but yes. they're not hammering it over our head. It's maybe the one good thing this movie does. Yeah. You know, I would imagine it's just a cut scene. I'd imagine they're just like, <laughs> no, no, this movie's too long. Cut that. Cut that. Got it. So I don't know. I don't. I don't have a lot of other thoughts because I. I was also just like, I don't know. I think he's doing as good a job as can be done. But I was like, if this were to be done today, you need someone who basically like. Y- you totally buy is not dating her just to like uncover truth about, you know, you, you need to buy that. It's not which, someone who's going to make which a helps Cause you know, he's like trying to date her lo- before. I know, she even I know but you still woman. need yeah, to yeah. like buy someone as, yeah. as like sympathetic mm. and yet like, yeah. oh, okay. I buy that this guy has authority and like believes in his job. So I was like, I don't freaking know. Like Bobby Cannavale, maybe. Same, same. You but know? I, yeah, and I want him for then. Here's yeah, the, here's the problem. Yeah. The problem is that this guy seems to be the lead on all these cases, so which kind of implies that he's a little older. But I think he needs to be younger. I think he needs to be, he needs to be like a young hotshot cop. Mm. So then he's also a little dumber. You're able, he's able to, you're able to get away and sell that he like do, is not putting together that the woman that looks exactly like your girlfriend is Catwoman. Yes. <laughs> Gosh, who could it be? Yeah, a little, a little young, dumb hotshot. So 2004, Bobby Cannavale, sure. who yeah. I, I think would be great. Yeah. Um, I have him. My other thought, and this is just based on someone who's like extremely affable, that I'd be like, yeah, I buy that this guy wants to do the right thing. Harry Shum Jr. Oh, yeah. Just someone who it's like, oh, I totally buy that you're like into this woman mm. and that you don't want you don't want to believe the worst and your heart's in the right place and you're trying to i don't know shimmy down this ferris wheel and stop <laughs> it from falling apart like i love that he just pushes like the actual fair worker away so he can just well cuz apparently the fair worker doesn't see but he keeps pre- pushing the the lever oh, and he doesn't so realize dumb. like you're jamming up the works we're all gonna die trust me my uncle used to work at a carnival i we got get this none I of got that this. no right yeah could you imagine a monologue about like she's like how did you know to do that it's like me uncle was a carny i grew up in a carnival actually traveled traveled from the ages of four to 29 i just <laughs> late in life did i decide to become a cop yeah remember how he's always on her about like well i don't know anything about you i'm like we don't know anything about you we don't know anything about you. Uh, we know that no one wants to work with him. No one wants to be his partner. I'm Tom Lone. Uh, I work. Which that's a red flag alone. immediately. It's like, you know, no one wants to be your partner. I think, isn't it like legally required of a cop that you have a partner if you are not at a desk? I think it is. I'd imagine so. That's why he needs at least back up the dog. This big, beautiful pit get, bull. Get the canine unit out. Get the folded into the fabric unit. of the text. And you know what? Then this goes great in my version, which is a full blown comedy, where then you have he's torn between his partner, a dog, and his girlfriend, a cat. A cat. <laughs> Slash Sparks woman. Will fly. Get, get, get Hooch. Get Hooch the dog. Turner and Hooch. There you go. Tom Hanks as Tom Lone with his partner Hooch. Come on. We movie magic people. Uh, but yeah, Bobby Cannavale, or I could see like a Jimmy Smith in 2004. Mm. I would really like kind of a similar. Uh, performance for me as we're getting from Benjamin Bratt. And if this is made today, I would like an Oscar Isaac or Yaya Abdul-Mateen II because they can both sell 
ridiculous, ridiculous things that are happening. I mean, mm. Oscar Isaac in these Star Wars films, you're like, yeah, I believe all this. And Yahya Abdul-Mateen II and Aquaman and Watchmen, he is selling he is selling some stuff that I'm like, you are making this look effortless. And him and Oscar Isaac, I mean, gorgeous human beings uh, mm-hmm. and char- so charismatic and that uh, that Benjamin Bratt is, you know, it's everything that he's bringing this to this role, uh, totally. which I think is is working great in this dumb, 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 dumb movie. Although apparently it was not working great for Sharon Stone because Benjamin Bratt was considered by producers for the male lead role in Basic Instinct 2 in 2006. And Sharon Stone allegedly vetoed his casting because she did not consider him to be a good enough actor. Wow. Which is, you know, probably best case for you, Benjamin Bratt, to not be in Basic Instinct 2. Because it wound up being David Morrissey who... Aside from some Walking Dead, like David Morrissey is, Benjamin Bratt is working more. I thought you were going to say David, David Morse, and I was like, David Morse in Basic Instinct too. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was up for it. I feel like they tried to cast anyone <laughs> and everyone for Basic Instinct two, and everyone turned it down, and that's how they wound up with nothing against David Morrissey, who is a fine. I've seen him on the stage; he's a fine actor, but it's you're coming back talk about a movie like do we need a basic instinct 2 in 2006 when no. the first one was 1992 no. maybe no no uh so one other actor who was up for detective tom lone josh lucas turned it down sweet home alabama's ah. josh lucas uh he's also one of patrick bateman's friends in american psycho he's in a lot of things oh. but in case you're like who's that josh lucas? i've heard the name i'm telling you that sweet home alabama is probably the biggest thing where well, he he's he's the titular sweet home alabama <laughs> He's why it's such a sweet home, that Alabama, because you got old sweet Josh Lucas there waiting for you. He's the titular. I'll make Alabama your sweet Um, home. Instead, in 2004, he was doing a movie that I blind bought for no reason. Well, not no reason. You'll know why. This movie Around the Bend, the most bananas. This might be the best bananas casting in a film for a grandfather, father, son. Josh Lucas as your son with his dad, Christopher Walken. And his grandfather, Michael Caine, that Michael Caine had a son, Christopher Walken. They must be two years apart at most. Exactly. But you know why I bought I bought the movie because it was Christopher Walken on the cover. And I was like, well, what do we got here? My boy, Chris Walken. What do we go? What's going on here? You went through a strong phase. It's only now sort of starting to. (laughs) Only now starting to peter off. You're like, maybe not everything (laughs) is working. Well, I mean, Walken's also acting less nowadays. And now he's at the point where he's. He, you know, he, for a lot longer than some people who he would try. Yes. Before now, he, he was has, like, I'm going to play the parody of myself. tapped out a few years ago, but he did play it for a long time. Look, I got you a Christmas ornament one year that is Christopher Walken's face. And, and we I hang it proudly it. on our tree. It's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hang, I'd hang it at the top, but that's where our David Bowie Christmas tree topper goes. Sorry about it. And I'm not sorry because that tree topper is a delight it's great it's full ziggy stardust come on it's fantastic uh but let's move on to our favorite named character in the film even. ophelia powers now amy joe your thoughts on francis conroy and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else number one this is just a ridiculous character a ridiculous ask an absolutely <sighs> the name no i think these are my no. least favorite scenes of the film well, because yeah. they're so bland it's just Halle Berry returning this midnight Look, the it's cat a to book her house. I wrote. And it's like midnight you've never brought home a guest 
I'm looking at you and making you uncomfortable, but not giving you information. Harry. No, and it's just just so much talk, and it's not interesting. She literally says, "It's like, do, like, do you know what happened last night?" It's like, no. Do you want me to tell you? And it's like, of course, no, don't tell me you died. Francis Conroy is one of those actors who I would think would be able to make something like this interesting. She does not. No. Um, And I don't know if that is partially because she was like, I'm going to leave as little an imprint as possible. So maybe people will forget it was me. Notice me. I've seen people legit do this on stage. I think (laughs) not to call people out, but like seeing the Spider-Man musical Mm -hmm. of the people who weren't like the young, like kids and by kids, I mean like high schoolers, like all the adult character actors, Patrick page was the only one who was like, I know what show I'm in and I'm going to have a good time and I don't care. Everyone else was like, I'm here, but I really wish you would forget that. Uh, I'm doing my job. I would say that the J Jonah Jameson was also, I mean, it's hard when JK Simmons is your best even with those him, and maybe films, I saw a different I, person than you. I mean, regardless, they were doing Spider-Man. They they were just trying to stay alive. Yes, they did not have time exactly. to worry about character motivation and making an imprint. They As were just to trying like, to dodge. Patrick Page is playing the, the one with the jokes, so he's yeah. like, yeah, you know course, what? Course, I'm gonna course. lean in and have a good time. And Patrick but, Page, an incredible stage performer, oh, so great. So I feel like I don't know if Frances Conroy is doing her best. I feel like she maybe could have tried harder, but to what end? Some days I feel like maybe it's like, I've just got to get through the day. And then tomorrow I will do the same thing, you know? And she's not, she's coming to it from like, you know, she's got some uh, six feet under acclaim. Yes. Like looking her up at like, you know, she'd been working for over a decade at that point, but it was still like six feet under was the big thing. She's not in big budget superhero type movies. Yes. She's not coming to it like with even like an Academy Award yeah. or even Academy Award nomination. It's not like some, you know, you're not getting uh, Judy Dench's old Deuteronomy coming in. And Judy Dench could be like, I'm going to need something else to do these scenes because this is bullshit. I'm going like, to play need- this role that was originally written for a man and I'm going to do it and I'm going to stare straight down the barrel of the camera. Right. But she would be like, I need to be doing something physical during the scene, at least, at least while I'm doing all this blah, blah, yeah. blah to Halle Berry, let me be, you know, prepping food for the cats. Let me just yeah. be like throwing food tuna at the cats or whatever. You do get the great shot of Chris <laughs> Conroy like rubbing catnip into Halle Berry's face. Oh, I Halle Berry just like about... goes no, she, she on it. She throws it at her. Oh, she she throws catches it because she's a cat. And she's like, so my first choice for someone who is all, and this is not someone that I'm, I think I've ever recommended before, maybe once, but this is someone who it's like, they are always kind of the most in a way that always feels centered around them, whether I like it or not. Mm -hmm. That'd be Helena Bonham Carter. Love. Because I feel like she'd be like, all right, fine. I'm playing a weird cat person i'm gonna make it work and i feel like she would bring some essence of weird creatureiness made made today that's who i'd want it is a little young for tales and four but But that's that's the big fish was around this time she's playing that witch you know like just have her you know she'd be filming both at the same time just don't take the makeup off have her come walking over from the big fish set still in her witchy witch makeup another choice that feels i mean very different than helena i'm sorry but speaking of big fish what get jessica lang Shell out the money, <sighs> get Jessica Lang, or you know, maybe it's too stupid. Get Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> that's what you. That's where you passing on Pfeiffer. the mantle. It's yes. kind of sad if Selena Kyle from Batman Returns wound up just being a crazy cat lady living like, in the house from up. I but. don't want to be Catwoman anymore. Patience, your turn. Yeah. 
ooh, Glenn Close. I'm just thinking of Dangerous oh, Liaisons now. Sure. Um, anyway, like uh, this is this is someone else who you put them in a movie and it is a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, who you you want a lot of weird information communicated. Uh, get me Zelda Rubenstein. I was also thinking Poltergeist Zelda Rubenstein. Well, I was thinking Teen Witches and Zelda Teen, Rubenstein. Of, of you know, course, like it witches, seems a similar yeah. thing where it's like, oh, yeah. I've got to tell you about yeah. this weird world, but Ooh, I'm so quirky. You're child, listening. You're an actual cat now, child. Yes, exactly. And then my other choice, uh, which this is, if, if, Everything that I've, I've recommended all these actors for is beneath them. This is the most beneath this person. But also, real quick, because you said Teen Witch, I do think that make it not just a, it's not a comedy. If you, talk about Masana Hudgens, make this a teen superhero film. Yes. If she's in it high feels school. like it. And becomes cat, like Catwoman. Then now we're talking. Now this makes a little more sense of how stylized, how Never mind, Vanessa Hudgens is conservatively is. 30. I mean in 2004. Oh, yes, yes. Got if she's, you know, we're yes. all in this together. With high school, high school high, She's coming off the set of High School Musical. Detective, you know, uh, or whatever. Uh, Hall Monitor, Tom Malone, played by Zac Efron. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, yes, but please, please continue. Oh, Sorry, yes. but that I would love. Yeah. That Cat makes Woman it Jr. make more sense. Yeah, yeah. Cat, Cat Kitty. What, Kit, Kit Woman. Kitty Girl. <laughs> Kitty Girl. Put some bass in your walk. Anyway, okay. Um... Let so this whole body talk. This is a this is an actor who I feel like often because she is good at being like I am a presence that conveys something maybe partially divine and very profound. Um, this is so beneath her. But like Felicia Rashad, mm. I would listen to yep. what she was saying. Yeah. You know, I'd be like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, even she's because she's done a lot of stuff. You're like, that's utter nonsense. But when you say it, it sounds reasonable. Or, you know, I'm just thinking because she took over and played the witch in the original production of Into the Woods. Get Bernadette Peters. She didn't take over. She played the witch. She was the witch. She was the first witch. Bernadette Peters? No, Felicia Rashad. Oh. Felicia Rashad took over as the witch. Okay, we got I we got lost. I'm sorry. I see. I'm saying Bernadette Peters took over. I, I was thought, like, I'm thinking of Bernadette Peters because Felicia Rashad took over, but Bernadette Peters is a crazy yes, old cat. That's delightful. I would like. And also I she will be a fan of. famously runs Broadway Barks. She's always trying to like get poor animals like a house. Oh, so right. like she that's, that's right. this is a pet project of oh, hers. Brother. I feel like she would be down to be like, I'll film with cats all day. <laughs> Um, I I was like, which to me, I, I feel like you're getting a similar ish performance from Francis Conroy, but I'm getting a little, just a little more of what I want. Diane Weist, maybe I'd be a fan of, mm-hmm. um, and maybe because you're trying to, she's trying to sell all this nonsense of these cat women through the ages. Uh, so maybe get a little international flavor. Give me some Isabelle Huppert. Give me oh, like yes, if oh, French Isabelle Huppert coming in, but lay down the law. Like I'm like okay, I'm listening to this. The director's French. You know, you be like, eh, mon ami, <laughs> do you want to film this? She's like, I do not know She's you. She's like, no. <laughs> no, I am prestige, you, music video. Uh, or in my version that's just full-blown comedy, uh, get me Carol Kane. Oh, yeah. yes. Still yes. dressed yes. in the Princess Bride old age makeup. Yes, or uh, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt situation. Sure. That's yeah. like, yes, Carol yeah. Kane. That just She's tells me a lot about. She's someone living with 80 about, cats. Yeah. 
I'm, that tells me how I'm supposed to feel about this person, you know? Yes. I couldn't yes. tell a Francis Conroy. I'm like, am I supposed to like you, be afraid of you? Are you weird? I, I, Are you, I what's your deal? And it's hard because the script does, is not doing her any favors. No. It's like, they don't have her dressed in a way that, like, tells me anything. No. Not really. Her house is weird. But is it charming weird? Is it upsetting weird? I don't know. I couldn't tell you how she was dressed. And I feel like that that should, that should tell you you how know, much attention they paid become, to this. Exactly. She should be coming in, you know, not to say she'd be coming in either dressed like Galinda or the Wicked Witch of the West, but I kind of need to you to edge me one way or the other to know, like, what, yes. get it, let me get a handle on what is this character bringing to the film? Is this is they, They're like the mentor. They're like, whatever. Like, give them something. Give her something else to do. Yes. I don't know. I honestly don't. Let her just turn into a cat at one point. Let her show... Like, get Maggie Smith. Maggie Smith. No, no. <laughs> no, do not do that. Coming over from uh, season four. So po- she's probably filming Prisoner of Azkaban at the same time. Or I guess this is Goblet of Fire. Maybe the same year as Goblet of Fire. Let her come over as a little kitty cat. Uh, is, is what I want. But in terms of who actually. Patience. Patience. You're a cat. <laughs> You're a cat, Patience. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but in terms of get Florida, uh, what's her face? Uh, 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 the giant test from Goblet of Fire. Oh, you, um, you mean Francis de la Tour. Francis de la Tour. I was like, Flor de la Tour? That's no, not that's right. That's a character. <laughs> but not Flor de la Tour. Was it a floor? It's floor something or other. Anyway, the point is, let's move on to the actors who were actually considered for Ophelia Powers. And that sound means... I forgot! It's time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Ophelia Powers. (laughs) And one was not. And Amy Jo has to guess which is which. Your options are... Francis McDormand, Julie Newmar, oh, and Eartha Kitt. Okay, I feel like all this game is now is me trying to guess how you're trying to trick me. <laughs> so either they were like, let's try It is a- why it's my favorite part of every episode yes, we do. Yes, exactly. So it's like either they're like, oh, we were trying to get Catwoman, but we didn't do Michelle Fiverr. And so you're like, oh, I'll throw Francis McDormand because Francis Conroy, it's the same first name. And they're both actors. Um, who they're you know they're good at acting. Um, or it was one of the two Catwomen and Francis McDormand, and I have to guess which Catwoman was not considered. Your uh, listener, I wish you could see Jeff's like comedic. Mm. <laughs> I'm doing a real know. like tapping on tapping on the chin, like mm, mm. think think think. Interesting. Oh, I'm doing a real like Winnie the Pooh, like oh bother, think think think. Listener, it's my favorite part of the episode. <laughs> I'm gonna go with my favorite choice for this and say Eartha Kit. Ding ding ding! You are correct. Stupidly, Eartha Kit was not considered for Ophelia Powers. I love when I win, and yet I wish they had put Eartha yeah. Kit in this film. I, I mean, I don't wish it on Eartha Kit, but you know, I'm just like, give her money. I know. Julie Newmar declined the role. You think? And, fr- and well, what else did she have going on in 2004? Maybe not sullying her legacy. Uh, sure. I feel like Eartha Kit would not care. Eartha Kit would be like, I'd only be too glad. I've been on Broadway eight shows a week singing, so your things are party. I'm ready to act whatever you need. I, I would have, lo- Eartha Kit is what I want. 
that's what I want from this. Get patience. Earth You're a cat Get woman. Full Yzma. Just ah, that's what I want. Um, Midnight. Francis McDormand is so above this, and that's why I was why I mentioned it was like not you know she'd be coming to this with an Oscar. It's like Francis McDormand is not giving this performance in this movie. She's like I'm Francis gonna need McDormand something else to do. Also, unless she is giving full Met Ball, I'm wearing a flower sculpture on my head. She's not doing like. I'm wild and wacky, maybe wearing a long flowy skirt in a field kind of person. Well, she's I feel like, like in this, Halle Berry would show up and there's no, like she'd ring the bell and then like she'd walk around the house and there's Francis. Francis McDormand is working in the garden. Francis McDormand has the overalls on and she's working in the garden yeah, yeah, and she's yeah, got yeah. a cat on her head. She's like, a cat's <laughs> just like sleeping on her head. Uh, and she could be like kind of like a little eccentric, I feel like is what yeah. we're getting. She's more like playing really into the side of the person that's an academic that wrote this ridiculous mm. book about cats. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> about cats through history, which, by the way, we never discussed the Google searches that Halle Berry Google's does. Cat, Cats, period. Cat, women, period. Period. Women. And <laughs> and was was it cat through history? Let me see. Cats, period. Women. Like that's the like with a full stop in it. Then the and, next and the, of the, the choice, cat of the, in of the, history of what comes up and when she searches for that, the first one she chooses is like cat fancy like <laughs> club. Like you know that's not what you want. Yeah, it's You're just, like, it's women just all these grandmothers like with like hats on their cats. Uh, yeah, cats dressed as women. It's like you know that's <sighs> not what you want. Then it was the cat in history, and then the from that there's a history. drop down menu that she chooses diabolical cats, and I was like, now we're talking no, diabolical we're cats. <laughs> Diabolical cats. It's so bananas. Also, at Francis Conroy, like she pushes Halle Berry off the second floor of her that's house. Right, she has so like Halle that Berry lands on door. all fours. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's a she's definitely murdered people. Well, from then there. she was like, you, you know, there are many cat women throughout history. I was like, well, then you jump, Francis. <laughs> Excuse me, Ophelia. Ophelia Powers, her full name, thank you. Oh, sorry. Uh, but she yes. just chucks down all these pictures at Halle Berry to be like, all of these were cat women through history. But one of them is just a draw, like a picture, just drawn a picture of a dragon being stabbed in the neck by a knight. It and looks that is like nothing Saint to George do with a cat. And the dragon. And that has nothing not to do like, with a cat woman. Unless creature. It's, unless we're meant to believe that's a woman who's also a cat stabbing a dragon, which it didn't look like you, to me. You can't see because of the armor, but there's a cat woman inside that. Oh, of course. <laughs> so I I flagged this because I just found this interesting to me. Uh that of how wildly this film must have changed. Uh announced early-ish on in this film's like pre-production history from this very reputable source, comicbookmovie.com. Mm. Oscar winner Francis McDormand has joined the cast playing a henchwoman of Sharon Stone's main villain character. Also, Benjamin Bratt is set to play the romantic interest of veterinarian Patient Price. That makes more sense already. Her just being a vet? I guess. I mean, it makes sense to tie her into your villain because it is like why... How how would this veterinarian wind up getting you know oh she's taking care of Sharon Stone's cat and she's like I gotta get this cat back to Sharon Stone by midnight and so that's how she overhears oh no a beauty cream that I don't care about that's not killing my best friend but that would be nice to give her like something to do with I mean I guess that's why she tries to save a cat at the beginning of the film to give her like something to do with cats because it is like you're setting up this character the whole thing is like oh you know I wanted to be an artist but. 
now I'm kind of stuck because I got this good job. It makes good money doing the graphic, you know, the graphic design for this Occasionally big Occasionally picking the wrong red. Which is, if that's your setup, the ending is that she's like actually doing art. Instead, the ending is that she's throwing everything away to go be Catwoman I'm no to do longer question so mark. Uptight. So those were all the characters that I found other casting options for, but there are a few characters we did not mention, so I want to briefly touch on them. We've got Alex Borstein as Sally of Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Matt TV and Family Guy. I mean, she's doing what she can yeah. with this when their entire character is just obsessed with her friend's sex life. Yeah, yeah. I I, I mean... Uh, we didn't mention because her also her arc is that she is using this makeup, the, uh, the beauty bu- cream. Buleen. Buleen, Buleen. Buleen, Please I'm, don't. Please don't. Kill my face kill, just kill because you can. Uh, yeah, so she's like, I mean, her we open on her using the cream and like, mm, and then she immediately touches where she put the cream and goes, oh, I'm still getting these headaches. And you're like, what could it My be? mind is cranky. Owie, owie, owie. It's also like meant, to, we're meant to learn later that it is addictive. Mm, this is true. That's a good point. Because good that's point. what keeps them fired. But yeah, she winds up faint also which is shot like a comedy with Halle Berry's like staring into like this jewel store framed with as if the diamond in the reflection the diamond necklace is around her own neck yes and Alex Borson just goes in the background and falls <laughs> down unconscious out of you is shot like a comedy and she's in the hospital for literal days she seems fine she says something about like you notice someone they keep you for observation nobody's observing you she's calling from like the nurse's station yeah she's just grabbed a phone and then she's hitting on the doctor it's like who then she just wind up with so good on you that's Alex true oh good on gosh. you sally it really reminded me this friend of mine carrie dowling that I, I worked with before she's um told me this story about when her mother who's who's a bit older like had had to be hospitalized or something she's like runs to the hospital you know and 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 her her mom's like oh oh carrie lipstick and she goes oh no mother you you look beautiful she goes not me and then she points out and goes doctor <laughs> she's just trying to get her like 40 year old daughter married and she's like Thanks, mom. Thanks. And it just, oh, I no. thought that completely with this character. Oh. Just this kind of like, right, this like older generation's idea of like, oh, uh, yeah, you got to marry a doctor. You got to, you got to pretend to be ill so that you can, uh, you know. I would actually kind of like that. If this character was actually a little older, it was just like a little more of a mother hen that was just trying to kind of, mm. kind of like mm-hmm. meddling. Because we don't get any, there's no family for patients. No uh in this film i oh you know it's just i don't know give give this character something else to do it's i don't know it's just uh, it's so rough. dumb and then whoever this poor actor is it's like this gay stereotype that oh also works gosh, with them where there's one scene where he, he sees benjamin bratt and he goes man sandwich also, i forgot about that thank how you how is that a man sandwich i i wonder like, that man at the can, time. like man candy would make sense man but like, if there was at least if he had if his partner if he had a partner and you had two handsome men coming up then that's a man sandwich. No, that's the the sandwich or, is what is in the middle of the bread. Well, then it's like saying Halle Berry, you could be in this man sandwich coming up. This sure. is, they're the bread. Sure, it's still it doesn't. It doesn't work. make sense. It does not make sense at all. It's curious. It's upsetting. And why it's this all poor of these actor? Things. I know, man sandwich. Uh, but yeah, Alex Borstein is just like a. Uh, 
I don't know, like a cartoon fox of just of how how horny horned up she is this mm-hmm. whole film. Um, and then we of course have Sharon Stone as Laurel. And if this was a full blown comedy version, just give me Parker Posey still just walking over from the set of Josie and the Pussycats. See, I have Joan Cusack written in here oh, for this. Love, That's love. very Joan Cusack energy. Full I will Debbie Jelinski. Full Debbie Jelinsk. I will say Sharon Stone. And this is perhaps a bit reductive given everything we've been talking about this movie. She looks incredible. Like, and she's so hot. And I think that that's also partially part of the point being like, you know, she's like probably 43 when she's filming this. And it's like, you're old, you're past your prime. She's like, no, but it, it is, she looks incredible. She's just an incredible looking person. I 100% agree. I'm not a fan of this haircut they got her on in this film. The hair for it her does, and to the Halle it, Berry cut. To me, it cut. looks very much like a quarantine self-cut hairstyle. Which is basically As what? As someone who has cut his hair Patience to some did. success and to some failures this quarantine. What I'm saying is, is it looks very early 2000s and it's like harsh layers, you know? Harsh layers. Yes, yeah. which is also yeah. what they did. Yeah. That, yeah. that yeah. Patience's haircut that she gives herself, number one. Curly hair does not flat iron itself. Number two, when did cats become incredible stylists? Like she just, she dyes her hair, she cuts it, she straightens it. It seems effortless and it always looks the same, but she does it with two pairs of scissors, like attacking her head at once in a frenzy. I love that she's using two scissors at once. I love that she's like Edward Scissorhands. It's fantastic. It's so stupid. I have no idea. I have no idea. But she could have used Halle Berry, you know, double wielding these scissors uh, for for Sharon Stone's hair. Is I think Sharon Stone's hair needed a lift. Everything else is like Sharon Stone looks great. She is dressed. It's, I mean, this whole it's so 2004. It's so, I, I feel like all she's stuff so about much like is going against her. Good women and bad women. I You want a good woman, but I want to be bad. It's like, can we be a little less like, oh, there's only two ways to be a person and that like there's only good women and bad women? Could we just please like be more reductive? Yeah, because- I'll say right now, Sharon Stone in Casino, Sharon Stone in Basic Instinct, Sharon Stone is a great actor. Sharon Stone has given some great yeah. performances. She's also been in some garbage movies uh, that, Yeah, you know, I'm sorry. I'm I'm talking about the literal dialogue toward the end where, where right. Halle Berry's talking about being good versus being bad. I gotcha. I gotcha. And I, it's I'm like, just talking about Sharon Stone's perform- performance in general. Yes. Um, although that at the end, in terms of their dialogue together, Sharon Stone does say that this is like, it's game over. And Halle Berry says, then it's time to go into overtime which is exactly what a member of the Harlem Globetrotters oh, would no. say. Harlem Globetrotter woman, it's canon, people. Folks, please write in and tell him how much you disagree with him just continuing down this path. Or write in of how much you wish that, wish that they would make a Harlem Globetrotter woman where she got the powers. She, like, a woman dies and a Harlem Globetrotter breathes well, on her. that's different, And she's Jeff. got the powers now of a Harlem Globetrotter. Now you're something different altogether. Hey, we all saw that basketball scene. Like, you tell me what cat plays basketball. If, if, if now, now, to be fair, if we made a remake of Air Bud where it was a cat playing basketball instead of a dog, I would want to watch this film. <laughs> As someone who owned the VHS of Air Bud and watched and wore that crap out i would like a cat bud sequel but how is it cat bud air cat 
A cat can't be a bud. He, he could be my bud. Exactly. Little cat could be my bud. Air bud, but with a cat. Air bud, but with a cat. That's there's the whole the, title. There's your title. Air bud, Oh, I'm going to go say air bud, but with a cat. That would be such a good title. But you, you really just sh- let, let me know before I give you my money. Let me know the level of care that you've taken in your film. So if you name your movie Air Bud with a Cat, I know not to expect too much, but I'm not disappointed. When I go and I see exactly Air Bud, only it's a cat CGI to like play basketball. I'm like, you know what? I knew it was going to be Air Bud, but with a cat. And I've gotten nothing better. I'm doing a double feature. I'm going to start with the new James Bond film. No time to to play basketball. And then I'm going to go see Air Bud, but with a cat. Air Bud, but with with a cat. cat. You need need the ellipses. You need the Air Bud, dot, 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 but but with with a cat. cat. (laughs) Like in the raised eyebrow is implied. Yeah, That's yeah, your poster. Yeah. The poster is a big basketball, and peeking above it is a cat with a raised eyebrow. Looking like, coy. <sighs> yeah. So, final thoughts. <laughs> Anything we haven't touched on? Yeah, I feel like there's one other extremely important thing to mention. Um, I've mentioned some of Halle Berry's wardrobe, but I have not mentioned perhaps the most egregious piece, and that is this shirt that she's wearing about like halfway, two thirds of the way through the movie. The one that's like three shirts stitched yes, together. Yes, it's like yeah. long sleeve. Disgusting. It's like I hated it. One color in the back, and then one color halfway up the sleeve. But the most important feature <laughs> is that. Like about halfway up the bicep, there's like a fur cuff and it's like a tan fur. And I can't describe to you how atrocious it is. It's hideous. So hideous. I've written hideous twice in all caps. No, no, no. I've written this polka dot. That's right. It's polka dots on the front. This polka dot shirt with the fur cuffs halfway up the bicep is, and then all caps, so hideous. So, so horribly bad. And I felt like I wouldn't be doing my job as, you know, a news person, a journalist, really, mm-hmm. if I didn't uh-huh. tell people, look out for this shirt. It's bad, folks. <laughs> look out and don't be don't let yourself be fooled into buying something like this. I mean, they're really they're going so hard doing anything they can to make Halle Berry not look like the most beautiful woman on the planet well you know? they 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 tried they failed but man did they succeed I, in I, making me believe she's someone who doesn't know how to dress herself yeah like i feel like you know i could see who, who the costume designer going through all of these different outfits and being like she still looks too good she still looks too good okay let's take the three worst outfits that we put her on her that still looked great and let's rip them apart and then sew them back together as one monster yeah, frankenstein she shirt looks like sally in nightmare before christmas but without the whimsy Ooh. I'm sorry. Best Laurel, Catherine O'Hara as Moira Rose from okay. Schitt's Creek. That's great. Also, good Laurel, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Yeah. I dig that as well. Yeah. Also, also I, I could also see Catherine Hahn as, in 2004, Catherine Hahn as the friend Sally. Because yes. that was, Catherine yes. Hahn was making a living off that it was like her and judy greer would just be like would just i'm sure it'd be like <laughs> best judy friend. Catherine, who's going in first am i going in first or are you going in first <laughs> okay, 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 okay. uh also judy greer could be but i mean i'm glad that alex borstein managed to wrestle that role away from judy and Catherine. yes <laughs> get that money i mean she's got all that family she's got decades of family guy money alex yep. borstein i'm sure has a do it fine and he's living on a golden bed uh that show she, plays all the time i can't believe it i can't believe that show's still going on uh so i've got two things that i'll end with the tagline for catwoman oh boy was 
Catch Her in IMAX with the C-A-T and Catch capitalized. Sure, of course. Film was not released in IMAX. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was originally planned to be released in IMAX, but was canceled when they decided that the visual effects were bad. did not give IMAX enough time to remaster the film in time for its release. Uh, and, and the promotional title was Catwoman, the IMAX experience. So all that was canceled well before uh, the actual film came out. But that was the only tagline. So after <gasps> that, it was just like, here's when movies don't need a tagline. But, no, uh, but it's also like you've got something and your only tagline is you're seeing it wrong. If you're not going IMAX. to IMAX. Uh, I know. And Halle Berry became one of only six actors in history to possess both an Oscar and a Razzie after her win for her performance in this movie and she also became the first to accept the razzie in person that's a rough speech to watch oh you've watched it oh uh, yeah it's been a while but yes it is awkward yeah. i i liked hearing about it but then once i saw like read the whole thing i was like oh this is actually a little awkward because she's like gave a short acceptance speech like i like to thank warner brothers for making me do this god-awful mm-hmm. piece of pos yep. movie uh, which I was like, oh, that sounds fun. Where it's like, I'm having fun. But then I've been listening. The, it's just like, like the set is... in her jaw as she's saying it and the like glint behind her eyes of just like the fury, which I think is probably justified, but it is awkward to watch. Yeah. 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 But also like, this is one of those things where it's just like, I, I, I really think I, I am not a fan of the Razzies. This whole thing. Oh is, no, they're is, so dumb. It's so they're awful. So stupid. It's just I'm not a fan of shaming people, particularly when it's just people trying to do their job. And you can look at a movie like this and see there are so many reasons this film doesn't work. It's not like oh, it's just a bad leading performance. No, there's a lot wrong with it. And in fact, the leading performance, as we've said. She could be a great Catwoman in another context. And we'll never know. Amy Jo? Jeff? What are you recommending this week? Well, I was reminded um, of this book because I was seeing all these posts on social media this week that um, it was the... A wrap on the series finale of Pose. So they've they finished shooting for it and so it was like all these different cast members and creators and everything posting all of this and um it reminded me that i have not yet recommended either of janet mock's memoirs janet mock is one of the creators of of pose um so her two memoirs are redefining realness from 2014 and surpassing certainty from 2017 i've read surpassing certainty one of the things that is great about it is it is like basically it's just a coming of age story and a like here. So I'm like coming into myself and I moved to New York. It's a straightforward memoir. It just happens to be a trans person's memoir. Like it is not filled with like deep, deep trauma connected to that. Like obviously it it deals with like the realities of being a trans person in America and, and all of this, but it, it's, it's just like a joyful story of a person like finding their career path and finding success. And I think we just need to be normalizing like trans joy and and like trans people as just like people who are just living their lives and experiencing things that aren't just deep grief so absolutely um that's janet mock uh redefining realness and surpassing certainty love it jeff amy joe what you recommending well since we're chatting about one of the dumbest of the DC uh, superhero films. Uh, I want to 
recommend something better from the DC canon. And I've not been enjoying a lot of the DC canon. We're recording this just after I've not watched it, but just after this Snyder cut <laughs> came out that I don't need to see. I don't have... Listener, I do not have four hours to watch this. We're still in lockdown, basically, and there's and no have, time. I don't have that much time no. to watch four hours of Justice League. Uh, but what I did have time was to binge the crap out of the all of the first two seasons of uh, the Har- Harley Quinn animated series oh, right. with Kaylee Cuoco and Lake Bell. Uh, so funny. Such a delight. Uh, I really can't recommend it enough. I really, I had, I had like no expectations. I'd seen like a clip on like online. I was like, oh, that looks fine. Uh, and it's so, so well done. It's so silly. Uh, and is just like the right amount of absurd comedy that I'm looking for. And voice cast, everything you want. Alan Tudyk as Joker and Clayface. Ron Funches as King Shark. Tony Hale as Dr. Psycho. You've got Jason Alexander, Chris Maloney, J.B. Smooth, like all these delightful voice actors in your show uh and it's just super charming and uh, a lot of fun and if you like like if you're like me and you kind of know some of the history of like batman the animated series and you like know the previous like references of stuff of the history you'll enjoy these like small like inside jokes and if not doesn't matter it's a ton of fun so i cannot recommend it enough the animated series of harley quinn uh which right now is streaming on hbo max if you got it and that's what we're recommending this week. Da-da-da. Do you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of? Email us at endalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. Hey, do you want to know what movie we're going to talk about next week? Why gosh, follow us on Instagram or on Facebook over at at and almost starring, and we'll tell you on Saturdays. And don't forget that that movie we're going to talk about next week is the start of our Oscars month. Ooh. So make sure you subscribe so you can get all of these episodes as soon as they drop. Maybe Un- rate and review us a little and, bit too. And, and you know when what? you're maybe, feeling generous. Maybe re- rate and review us a little bit too. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. What do you think? Like five, five stars? I think that is the amount that people want. And if you are writing us a five-star review based on this episode alone, please write the review as if you are a cat who has learned how to use a keyboard. Yes. Meow, meow, meow. Five stars. Until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.